and it's Small Town D&D with Chelsea Lee. I have a clog callus on the back of my foot because I refuse to retire my clogs. With David Dillon. My dog ate a cucumber out of my infant daughter's mouth for dinner tonight, <laughs> and it was simultaneously the cutest and most disgusting thing I've ever seen. And Dewey Gassidy. Well, I had something, but now I'm trying to think. I'm in my. I know it's a slice. In my mind, I'm picturing magician's handkerchief style. The dog, <laughs> like as if he's pulling Excalibur, just pulling an entire full-length cucumber out of a child's mouth. It was more of a Lady and the Tramp. Sure, in reverse. <laughs> and I'm your dungeon master, Alex Wolfson. Let's <laughs> jump in. When we last left off, Albert Penis met an orphan girl who dreams of being a journalist named Murgo. She publishes a paper called Murgo's Monthly and showcases the current polling of election candidates. Gougen Werp somehow is in first, while Tile is a distant fifth. Albert, of course, offers to adopt her, and she says, <laughs> yes, duh, she's an orphan, and now she lives with him. Gotta catch them all! <laughs> Clegg suggests that a raging tile blow off some steam by visiting the Lesser Oroch Rescue and Rehabilitation on the northern edge of the Reed District. You all drop him off at what is essentially Pokemon Daycare, where he will be looked after by Sude and Malil Basha, two sexy vets. You spy on Finea Vorn's campaign and learn about several debate jobs that you can do to help your candidate. Jeremiah uses a bunch of normally useless spells to run security. Clegg uses her spells and fashion sense to dress tile up and moderates the debate. And Albert poses as a regular trash can using his new infiltrator mode so that he can feed tile suggestions during the debate. And the debate and fashion show are full of terrible roles. We learn all the candidates' beliefs. Tile is convinced he should be an Oroch, thanks to your actions earlier, but is just barely able to pull it together for the debate. And in the end, he wins it, converting more people to your side Money Boy's cover is mildly blown as Porcelain Boldfellow, Tile's real father, and Wymanfall, Money Boy's real son, recognize them in the audience. And it is amidst this cacophony of boos. You hear overhear them saying, Oh, that fashion so sucked. I don't want to vote for any of them anymore. I mean, I guess Tile was okay, but really, Tile? People don't seem happy with this, how this played out at all. They're leaving in a huff. And as the crowd starts to exit, Porcelain and Wyman will come up to all of you together with Money Boy and Tile and confront you all. Porcelain comes over first. What is going on? My idiot son's replaced me with an insane person. Wyman will also chime in. Dad, Dad, we, we need to go back home and hide, okay? You can't be out in public. You know that. What would you all like to do? Well, now, as far as I can tell, you two are speaking to two adults who can really do whatever they want. So as long as they want to stay with us, they'll stay with us. Yeah, Porcelain, I thought that you had disowned your son and no longer can claim rightful ownership to being his dad. And Wyman, I thought you'd be busy fixing the floor in your house. <laughs> it was substantial. <laughs> Porcelain will say, I'm not proud of my son, but he is still my son. And I will not allow some imposter to slander the name Bold Fellow. And Wyman will say, it took me weeks, weeks, <laughs> but it's done now. So I'm out, I'm out here looking for dad. And by the way, can we maybe go somewhere more private? I mean, my dad's a wanted man. He just seems like he's wandering around all the time outside with no consequences. Well, normally we dress him in a tuxedo or a tracksuit, which as far as I know has not been on any wanted poster. So he seems to be conspicuous enough. It's the two racing stripes down the leg that throw the cops off. <laughs> yes, they think he's some sort of zebra, which they've never encountered. <laughs> Money Boy will chime in and say, I'm this boy's father, and I'm your... He'll point to his real son, and I'm your father, too. And I like it that way. I like my new life. I don't want to go back in the bathtub. I've given your father a job. I don't know if he felt any sense of purpose when he lived with you, but now he's my handyman. He works for room and board and a little kiss on the forehead and if he does a good job. My life is good now. You kept me locked up. You locked away my potential. And Wyman will say, I was trying to protect you, Dad. 
You're a wanted man. They could come and lock you up at any time. I was doing it for you. Well, look, before he was wanted by the law, but now he's wanted by a family. Well. Wow. Me. And all the people who live with me. Porcelain Boldfellow will say, Is my son a part of your family now, too? He's more like a nephew. I believe he's uh, sort of become more like Jeremiah's son at this point. I got a lot of dads. <laughs> Tile is my special assistant. Yes, you are correct. Although I don't know if we've really established a bloodline uh, between the two of us quite yet. Okay, well, if it's up for grabs, Clegg, do you want to take... Well, you know, you have Jackson Fisher. <laughs> yeah, I think Jackson's all I can handle for now. He is a handful. Okay, well, how about between me and Moneyboy and Jeremiah, somewhere in there we'll raise Tile. <laughs> Tile will chime in. I'm not looking for a dad. I'm looking for my own purpose. I want to be my own man. And dad, you've held me down for too long. And Sorry, Moneyboy, not you. Oh, how dare you, Tile? No, money, no money, boy, not you. <laughs> no, 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 no. You've been kind of encouraging Tile to tell off his dad. It seems like, looking at his face, a push in that direction, but he'll first look to all of you for advice, for encouragement. Clegg is going to stand on her toes and lean directly into Tile's ear and shout, tell off your dad, do it. <laughs> how is she standing like that? Go ahead and roll persuasion. I'll give Clegg guidance. Hooray not good it is a 13 a 13 tile says i'm sorry i'm sorry i'll do better next time no you won't son there won't be a next time you are not fit to be the mayor fent sherry stone will be the mayor and if this man is wanted then i'm going to the police (gasps) whoa 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 Unless you've got a bucket of slop, there's no need to feed the pigs anything, all right? Let's just hang tight for a moment and talk this out. Now, first of all, you came here for business with Tile. You have no reason to bring this man to the authorities. I follow the laws, and my son is wrapped up in this strange scheme of yours. Interesting. You say you're a man who follows the law, and yet if I were to offer you... Seven gold, five silver, and 90 <laughs> copper pieces to keep your mouth shut. I have a feeling you'd say yes. Oh, you're going to try to bribe him. <laughs> I'm going to try to bribe okay. him. Okay. Uh, go ahead and make a persuasion check. You can take advantage on this because your friends are here supporting you. Yeah, so go ahead and take advantage and guidance on this. 16. Ooh, 16. Porcelain bold fellow slaps your hand away. I don't need your money. But there's no need to escalate these things further either. After all, I'd be dragging my own name through the mud. Yes, if the, if the police saw that Tile Boldfellow Sr. was going to prison, that would not there be is good no for the Tile Bold... Boldfellow... It would be no good for the Boldfellow name. Yes. Tile, you strange old man who's not me, I'm leaving you, and I don't want to see you again. If you have any gumption at all, any confidence in that sad, shrimpy little body, you'll stand up for yourself one day pathetic and he'll turn and leave okay well that was solved pretty easily as he leaves i'm gonna cast mage hand and untie his shoelaces go ahead and roll a slight hand check so i rolled a nine but i will change it to a portent 16 yeah. <laughs> or i guess a 16 plus one so a 17 because i think clegg is nothing if not vindictive i love it clegg uh using your powers of divination to force these shoes untied porcelain bold fellow oh and he poof, trips over himself and he is a 70 year old man so i'm gonna go ahead and roll a little bit of fall damage for him oh, i don't want to hurt him <laughs> it's a four uh, i rolled a d4 it's a four yeah he, max damage oh, scrapes his leg badly oh mm. <sighs> he'll get up look around <laughs> hey porcelain tie your shoes much <laughs> <laughs> he'll look back over his shoulder angrily and then uh, turn and storm off jeremiah before he before he gets too far ahead uh Mm -hmm. jeremiah says now wait just one moment you need to apologize to your son and set a good example for him to be a man that he could grow into all right go ahead and roll persuasion or intimidation for this um i think i'm just persuading right now by the way wyman thank you for waiting patiently while there's all the other things (laughs) yeah no problem i just do want to go inside uh i got a 21 a 21 very good he'll stop turn around he'll look back at tile and all of you and for the faintest moment you see apprehension on his face he almost uh, actually everybody go ahead and roll insight seven 14 16 clegg your 
experience with disappointed fathers <laughs> oh, no. reveals an inner truth to only you. It seems like Porcelain Boldfellow wants to reach out to his son and doesn't know how. That look is as much as he'll give. And even with, by succeeding the persuasion role, he pauses. Then he turns back over and walks away. Jeremiah's going to cast command. <gasps> oh my god! Okay. <laughs> thought that was like a heartfelt moment. Okay, what is this now? He yeah. has to make a, a wisdom 14 save. Uh, with a 6, he fails. Oh my gosh. And uh, Jeremiah's going to command him to apologize. That's going to be his word, <laughs> is apologize. Wow. <laughs> wow. He'll stop, turn on a dime, and return to you all. Wyman's like, uh, we, really, can we go inside, please? <laughs> Wyman, just be patient for one more moment. Thank you so much for waiting. Okay, I'm sorry. Porcelain Boldfellow makes his way all the way back to the group. He looks at Tile and he says, I'm sorry. What happened wasn't your fault. <gasps> and turns and leaves. Wait, Porcelain, before you go. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I'm going to pull out my bottle of snake oil, mm-hmm. which actually does cure wounds. It's, it's a, That's the thing. And I'm going to cast Cure Wounds and heal him with by three points. Very nice. The wound on his leg heals a little bit. And I'm going to roll a con save for him really quickly. With a natural nine, he fails his constitution save and a tear forms on the Aww. edge of his eye. Aww. Life and- feels bad now and we'll say... Sorry your shoes were untied. I have no idea how that <laughs> happened, but it was such a terrible thing for you. You are so old and so frail. And without another word, with only a stern look, he sucks the tear back up and he'll turn <laughs> and walk away. For real this Wait, time. Porcelain. <laughs> for real this time. And as you're standing here collecting yourself, actually Penny Pouncer will stop by. She has a large gaggle of supporters behind her and she'll say, Oh, Albert, Jeremiah, and Clegg. It's nice to see you all again. I've got a whole group of here that are supporting me. Congratulations, Penny, and well, congratulations on your gaggle as well. Thanks. It hasn't shown in the recent polls, but I think I know the secret to these folks' heart. She'll turn back to all of them and say, Who wants some freaking money? Who wants to get rich off your cute little garbage? And these people throw their hands up and she'll, Woo! She throws out some money. Looking at the money she's throwing, she's throwing gold pieces. It's, pr- it's 10, 15 gold pieces that she tosses out casually. And Can goes, I cast Mage Hand and try to catch some of the gold pieces? <laughs> yeah, make a dexterity check with, with your Mage Hand. Getting a lot of mileage out of Mage yeah, Hand. Yeah, as you should. Just like me in college. <laughs> I rolled an eight. Uh, with an eight, you're just whoop, whoop, missing. Uh, unfortunately, you don't catch any gold pieces as her followers by this point are locked in. They whoop, snatch them out of the air. And Penny Pouncer will say, I'm going to be the mayor. Bye, everybody. And she'll take off. Where does she get all that money? I believe she has some sort of letter writing campaign and people return back gold coins in exchange for strange information. But I honestly was not paying much attention once she walked into my shop. We need to we need to figure out who's bankrolling her. This is a little suspicious to me that some out of towner is coming out here making it rain on my Chester's chair. Yeah, that's a good point. And as you stop to ponder this, one more familiar face will stroll over. You see the Wyman, thank you so much for waiting. (laughs) I really would like to go inside, please. My dad's a wanted man. Wyman, this isn't about you right now. Okay, okay. It's about all our friends who want to see us really bad Uh, right now. I'll, I'll, I'll wait. Gaudron Werp comes up. He takes his hat off, holds it in his hands. He'll sidle up to all of you. He'll say, now I know we haven't always gotten along as close friends, but I just want to say it is lovely to see you all today. Like, who is this? I hate him. Who, who is it, though? Uh, he used to be the mayor. What? The mayor wears a hat. <laughs> yes, that's true. This is just some weird hatless old man now. Now I am the mayor of this town, and... I'd like to just mention that y'all did a really good job planning the party. It was really fun until the end. Well, thank you for the recognition. You're welcome. I just have a a favor that I'd like to ask you all. I would really appreciate it if y'all would throw the race and support me. Why would we want to get on a sinking ship? Well, now, my ship's not exactly sinking, is well, it? The, I mean, the last of the poles. It's already the bottom of the ocean. 
Well, in the most recent poll, I was first, but um, that poll was a month old. I just, I love being the mayor. Yeah. And I think I've done a pretty good job. Not a perfect job, of course. Not a perfect job, but I want to be the mayor still. Mayor Galdrum Warp, do you think we could uh, talk about possibly how we would throw the race in maybe a more uh, private setting? Well, yes, uh, I'm, I'm certainly open to that. Great, perfect. Let's go into my good friend Albert Penis's Penis Curiosity, and uh, maybe mm-hmm. we could maybe we could have a sit down and uh, figure out the the best way to make everybody happy. Well, real quick, my shop is not actually quite private. I get quite a bit of business lately, so I think it'd be better if we meet in Money Boy's apartment. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to pay for one night and a cleaning fee. <laughs> Albert, or <laughs> <laughs> Albert Penis. <laughs> All right, fine. To the Airbnb, it's okay with me if the boss says so. Yes, no, that, that's what I'm. I am your boss. So that is what I'm saying. Wyman will say. Now it, it sounds like we're going inside. Is that is that right? That'd be great. Yes, Wyman. Thank you so much for waiting. If you'd like, we have some complimentary dessert for you after this. Well, that would be lovely. And with that, you all hurry into the back of Penis Curiosity. You pass through the shop, through the back door, into the little lot. There you see a small freestanding structure, Money Boy's apartment, and an Airbnb on the other side. Money Boy will open the door, and as soon as he does, you see the little orphan girl, Murgo. She has Stetson on her head. She's standing on top of his bed, <laughs> and she's breaking glasses and little things. Oh, going, oh my God. I love it here. Money Boy will say, Murgo's rooming with me now. <laughs> <laughs> all right, no. Okay, first of all, no, the child is not rooming with you, Money Boy. That's not going to happen. Why not? What in the Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory is going on? That you don't need a roommate, especially one that is a young girl. <laughs> Murgo will say, Oh, I'm writing a book. I'm having fun. I love all this stuff here. I like this thing. She'll take Stetson off her head as, like, covered in drool. Ew. Albert, look at this. Look at this. I'm writing about all the fun stuff I've gotten here. She, she's stepping over like broken plates and things. Here. She, she holds out a book for you. It says, my dad's name is Penis. The Murgo story. <laughs> Albert's going to look at that book. And he's going to walk right out the door. <gasps> and oh he's going to go on one knee outside. And he's just going to start sobbing softly oh. to himself. Oh. This is the most proud he's ever been in his life. <laughs> Murgo will come over. And sit down with you on the ground. I'm sorry that you had to see me like this on your first day, Marco. I just... I wish your brother Chimpy could see you. Who's Chimpy? (laughs) Marco. That story is too long to tell in one day, but... Soon you will know. Soon you will know, and I'm going to pat her head, and it's going to stick a little because of the yeah. <laughs> And we're going to go back inside. Great. Right. Before anything else happens, Clegg is going to cast message and say to Jeremiah through the message, do you really want Gaudron Warp to be mayor still? And Jeremiah is permitted one reply. Jeremiah says, fuck no. Okay. Cool. <laughs> And you pile into Money Boy's small studio apartment. Oh, this is great. I like what you've done with the place. Oh, thank you. I'm putting all my works in progress here. And it's just, it's covered in broken dishes. (laughs) Uh, A bunch of Albert's, like, saleable merchandise is in pieces here. I practice gentle parenting with Money Boy. He gets to, you know, explore his creativity (laughs) to his heart's content. Maybe I'll be an inventor. Who knows? Maybe you will be. Now, I'll just let y'all, y- all of you uh, work this out. And he'll take out a hammer and start smashing things. Wyman will scoot over to him, too, and go, Dad, we can go home. Oh, so I'm working, I'm working, I'm busy. And you have a moment with Gaudron Werp in the other corner of the studio apartment. Now, Mayor Werp, you want us to throw the election, correct? Uh, yes, I, I would like that. Well, if we're going to support you, we would want to do it earnestly, and we want to make sure that we are supporting the correct candidate if we are going to throw our campaign. Um, so where's all of the money in the city? Ooh. He'll stop a moment and say, um, I'm sorry to say, I, I just have no idea. You have no idea? You can idea. all make an insight check if you'd like yeah, to. Yeah, I would love to make an insight check. Eight. 
16. Uh, an 8 as well. Oh, the mayor has a modifier to deception, as all good politicians do. But he <laughs> rolls a natural 4. Whoa. And so everyone, including those 8s, <laughs> you know he's lying. Mayor, I, I find it hard to back a candidate who isn't even in touch d- enough with the budget to know all of these essential town services have just stopped. Yes, that is a problem. Well, I think once my candidacy is, uh, once this election is over and I'm the mayor again. Jeremiah, you're wasting your time. Clearly he wasn't smart or involved enough to know what was going on while he was mayor. <laughs> I am wasting my time and he's going to cast Zone of Truth. <gasps> Okay. Oh my god. It's gonna be stronger than my reverse psychology. Wow. <laughs> yeah, what's the save? It's a uh, charisma 14. With a natural 15. Oh. The mayor shrugs off your zone of truth. He'll say, I-, I implore you to consider what I said, but really I must be going now. I have an appointment I'm running a little late for. It, uh, it was lovely to see y'all. He's gonna go for the door. Clegg's gonna cast suggestion. Okay. It's a wisdom saving throw. Yeah. Natural 9. He fails. What do you suggest? So suggestion allows you to give a one to two sentence suggestion that the creature has to follow to the best of its ability. Clegg will say, Mayor Gaudron Warp, I think it would be a good idea if you let us help you. Wow. He'll say, also, I hate you. (laughs) (laughs) And I was never given an apology, not even one time. He'll look to all of you. He'll say, now, I really do need to be going, but... Well, you should be aware that the police are looking into all of us here. All of us. I knew it! And he's going to turn. <laughs> I knew it! Walk out the door. Yes! Wait! <laughs> yeah, you stop him too. Mayor, before you leave. Okay, go ahead. Before you leave, I have one question. Mm-hmm. When was the last time you got laid? <laughs> well, well, now... Um, no, no sense in lying. It's been a while. Okay, you can go. <laughs> I didn't even have Zone of Truth cast. He'll turn and, and leave for real. Wyman Fall will go, wow, that was heavy. I know his, the laying, the getting laid part. <laughs> no, no, the whole conspiracy thing. Dad, I think you should come home. I don't think you should be here anymore. Look, Wyman, if it's that important to you, you and your family can move in here. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I appreciate the offer, Mr. Penis, but... Albert Penis. Albert Penis. I work hard on my farm. I'm proud of my farm. Dad, if you're safe and you're happy here, okay, but please be careful. We'll take great care of money, boy. Oh, Albert keeps me warm and cozy. And Wyman will look at you, Albert, and say, Son to son, look after my dad. And he'll clap you on the back. Aww. And he'll turn and, and head out. Uh, and you're left alone now, back at Penis Curiosity. It also is getting late in the day, as uh, many activities have already happened today. The debate took a considerable amount of time, the fashion show. Anything else you'd like to do today before calling it a day? Well, I have a question for my fellow adventurers I'd like to ask. Yeah. Do we feel satisfied with Maya Gautenwerp's answer, or would we like to know more? Well, it sounds like he's going to maybe try to bring us all down with his sinking ship. So I think we need to intervene before he has the upper hand. No, that's a fair point. Does this mean we're going to have to go to the police? Well, maybe not all of us. I have an idea. Now, our chief of police, Arnold Dolesbury, is not exactly a fan of the three of us. But who's to say he wouldn't be the fan of a strange, beautiful lady? Now, if we were to catch Arnold Dolesbury, whatever bar he frequents at night, <laughs> send in Money Boy, dressed as a sexy lady. <laughs> we could perhaps glean some information should Dolesbury feel the need to brag. You'll notice I asked Galgen Werp if he'd gotten laid recently, and that gave me this idea. I was going to use it on him, but maybe it's time we go straight to the cow instead of bothering with the supermarket. Wow. Straight to the pig? Say no more. <laughs> Money Boy's already, he has a wig on that he's fashioned out of, like, loose bed fabric. Ah. Well, I'm aroused. <laughs> Prepare Money Boy and then uh, maybe have our night out on the town tomorrow. 
Yes. Well, also, we need to find out where we'd find Dullsbury at nighttime. That's true. We could we can do that during the day and try to figure out where he might be at night. Yes. Clegg, did you have an idea? No. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just laughing. <laughs> right. I'll get ready. And as you get your long rest, you all hit level four. Oh, my God. God. So many big things have happened, including this big debate kicking off the election. It is high time for a milestone level up. And as you work through your level ups and we rest for the evening, we will take our break and we will be back very shortly with more. Bye bye. Bigger and stronger. And as we come back, you wake up from your long rest. Today was normally going to be a work day where you would go out and work your jobs, but it seems like you're all planning to meet up and investigate Arnold Dolesbury. Is that right? Yep. You're going to stop by work first. You're welcome to. Yeah. Can we, can we maybe leave at lunch for work, do a little half day? Yeah, sounds good. And as you wake up and head outside, you all notice on your front doorstep <gasps> a sack tied at the top. Each of you individually has seen this out front. What would you like to do with it? Hmm. I'm going to sniff it real quick. Great. Make right. Not a turtle. Yep, not a turtle. <laughs> perception is one. <laughs> with a natural one, you're not sure <laughs> if it's a turtle or not. It could be. This is most likely not a turtle. I think Jeremiah, yeah, he's, he's going to kind of pat the side of it. Great. It, chinkle, it, it like crinkles around, cheems and... Uh, those aren't words. It's um, cheems. Cheems. It cheems. Cheems. No. <laughs> you call Webster's. You pat it. You pat Fucking it. Shakespeare over here making up words. <laughs> you pat it, and it um clinks and clanks a little bit. There we go. Clegg is gonna stand in the window, frown at it, and cast Mage Hand from a safe distance away. Great, and Mage Hand can lift ten pounds, so your Mage Hand <clears throat> tries to lift and cannot. Whoa. Can it open? It can. The mage hand opens it up. The bag now open to you. You look down. Inside are a thousand gold pieces. Oh, my God. Um, Albert's going to take the bag. He's going to go back into his house and reach for an old invention, which is the grabber that mm -hmm. he normally built to shake hands with, but it's too powerful, but it's really great for grabbing stuff. So he's going to grab it, open up one of the nearby bags of garbage and just put it in there. And he's going to close it back up. You're going to throw it straight in the trash. Mm -hmm. Not even going to check. Okay. <laughs> Albert Penis, you toss it. Uh, Jeremiah opens, he opens his up. Is it also a thousand gold pieces? It's a thousand gold pieces. Jeremiah's eyebrow just slowly goes up and uh, he, he takes the bag of, looks around. Uh, is there anybody or anything that would indicate that somebody was here? Make a perception check. Okay. 19. With a 19, you're sure you're alone. You look around, you get a pretty good sense of your surroundings. Normal morning. Okay. Jeremiah grabs the bag, slowly goes back into his house, and uh, puts the bag of money under his mattress like all good old people do. <laughs> Great. <laughs> and Clegg, what are you doing with this? This is the most money Clegg has ever seen or even thought of or could possibly imagine being a broke student. Um, she immediately mage hands, closes the bag, and then runs out. And you're just going to leave it on the front doorstep? When you put it like that, I'm going to scoot it right into the front of the apartment, lock the door, and then run out. Okay. Just barely inside. And you're all off to work for at least a half day. Shit, we don't even have to work anymore. That's true. Hey. Clegg, though, you, are, are you heading to the Tower Schoolhouse? Uh, if we're all working a half day, I think she would. Okay. You cross through the pond district to the front of the tower's schoolhouse. It's close to your home, familiar. You're, you're there most days. But today's a little unusual. As you pass by the outside, there's no children playing in the playground. And as you turn the corner to the front of the schoolhouse, Maggie Lathy is sitting out front. She's crying. Oh no, Miss Maggie, what's wrong? Oh, Plague. Oh my gosh. It's, it's been a horrible morning. Look, she'll hold up a, a flyer for you that was nailed to the front of the schoolhouse. It says, due to funding restrictions, the Towers schoolhouse has been closed until further notice. All children are to remain home. She says, I don't know what this means. I think 
maybe we're both fired. Jack Cole quit. He, he quit, quit and left. He quit as soon as he saw this and left. He wasn't even getting paid by the school. Didn't he just like own three bottle caps and that that was all? He said something about if he can't sculpt mines, he has no purpose here and left. <laughs> Oh, Miss Maggie. Lathy, what are we going to do? Oh, my God. This has been such a crazy morning. I either have <laughs> the worst news for you or the best news for you, but I need you to come home with me because I need an adult. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Okay, let's go. And we're going to run straight back to Clegg's apartment. Great. Is Clegg, like, in her 40s? Uh, Clegg is in her halfling 30s, which is like being okay. in your, like, late teens, early 20s. Okay. And as you reach the front of your house, we will actually cut to Jeremiah. Jeremiah, you head to work. Go ahead and roll a d6 for me. A six. Great. And the results don't matter because <laughs> standing in missing chair square, the first person to approach you is Sarah Craw in her full royal peacekeeper uniform. Jeremiah. Sarah. You're under arrest on suspicion of stealing the town's funding. Please come with me quietly, and we can have this all sorted out. I'm sorry, Sarah, but I don't know what you're talking about. Yes, I uh, figured you'd say something like that. Listen, this will be easier if you just come quietly. We'll have a civil discussion, and then we can all go about our way. Okay, can we go have it at uh, the Mossy March? I'm afraid that's not an option. We'll be having it at the Royal Peacekeeping Headquarters. And she is going to take out handcuffs. Do you go willingly or do you resist? Uh, Jeremiah is, he's not going. <laughs> <laughs> we could talk like two adults and citizens of Chester's chair. I will not talk as a prisoner in this little political stunt that somebody has been setting up. If you'd like to speak on the record, we can do so in a secure facility. But we received an anonymous tip that you have been involved you and all of your friends have been involved in the bankruptcy of the town. We've been investigating this for about eight days, and that's been enough time for us to come up with a couple key suspects. This anonymous tip is what put us over the edge. Can I uh, make a perception check or an insight check to, to see if she actually believes that? Yeah, go ahead and make an insight check. Okay. 16. You believe you get a good read on her. She seems to be earnest. She's telling the truth. She really believes that you and your friends might be caught up in this. Okay. Um, yeah, if Jeremiah is not being taken um, as a prisoner and is able to not be handcuffed or make a, a big scene walking through town, um, he'll he'll walk with her, and uh, but walk side by side. As you go with her, she'll put the cuffs away, and you'll walk back with her to the Royal Peacekeeping Force. And there we will cut to good old penis curiosity. Uh, go ahead and roll a d6 for me. <laughs> Three. A young tourist knocks on the door and then is pushed out of the way by Arnold Dolesbury, <laughs> who pushes the front door open, comes in. Money Boy goes, ah, I'm nude, and uh, scrambles to put clothes on. He goes, oh, no, no need, no need. Albert Penis. Arnold Dolesbury. <laughs> well, I've been looking forward to this for a long time. A long time. Well, I can't imagine what you'd be looking forward to unless this is the day you finally pucker up and kiss my ass. <laughs> <laughs> I regret laughing at that. This is the day that I finally arrest you, Albert Penis, and he'll hold up a warrant. This is a warrant hold on, for your hold arrest. on, hold on. Arrest? For what exactly? Well, we received a tip that you may be involved in the theft of the town's funds. We've been investigating this for quite a while now and have put together a theft case. Theft of funds? Why would a successful businessman like myself need to steal additional funds when clearly I'm raking it into the point that I could buy a child? <laughs> uh, now I'll ignore that example for just this <laughs> moment, but anyone could steal this money. I know that you weren't paid for planning the party. Maybe that got under your skin, Albert Penis. Maybe you're trying to get back at me. Get back at this town that's done so much for you, huh? Is uh, my daughter around? Yeah, Murgo's inside. She's shocked. Murgo, there's a woman in town. Her name's Joanna Thistletop. <laughs> you talk to her and she'll take care of you, okay? What? You're not my dad anymore? And I'm going to cast Thunder Gauntlets at uh, Arnold Dorsbury. Oh my god! Yeah! <laughs> okay, go ahead and roll to attack. 14. Oh my god. 
a 14 misses, hits his armored chest. He goes, it's on, Albert Penis. It's on. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's going to try and grapple you first. So go ahead and make a, an athletics or acrobatics check. I'm going to do acrobatics. It's plus three modifier. Eight. God damn it. <laughs> With a 13, he grabs you behind the back and he is going to handcuff you. Ah, the oils of my machine. They've destroyed my dexterity. <laughs> Tell it to the judge, Albert Penis. Money Boy will scream, I was going to seduce you! Oh, no! <laughs> Albert, no! It's not too late, Money Boy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay! Uh, um, ooh, sexy cop! Ooh, look at me! I'm a sexy lady! Uh, he'll make a performance check. I'm gonna give Money Boy disadvantage, because he's not in a sexy lady <laughs> outfit. 16 and a 7. The 7 does not go over so well. Arnold Dolesbury goes... You're an old man, obviously. During that exchange, Alex, is my sleight of hand of any use? Okay, I'll give you a roll to slink out of the cuffs because some, you know, escape artists can get out of cuffs, sure. Seven. God damn it, these rolls. With a seven, it's no good. And Arnold Tolsbury is going to grab you and bring you down, dragging you through the streets. This man's hand is on my ass. I didn't this touch man's his hand ass. is on my ass. No one's touching anyone's ass here. Uh, he'll bring you all the way to the courthouse and we'll cut back over to Clegg's apartment, where by this time, Arnold Dolesbury and Sarah Craw are both standing outside your apartment. And they say, Clegg Tomstool. Oh, thank God you're here. I've been having the craziest morning. I was literally just bringing Miss Maggie Lathy over here to ask her to call you guys because you just will not believe what landed on my doorstep. And I'm so glad you guys are here. And what would that be? You don't know? What we know and don't know is our prerogative, Clegg Dumpstool. If you have something to tell us... A huge bag of money appeared on my doorstep this morning like you would not believe. And this could either be huge because the school just ran out of money and that'd be so great for the school. And I think all of this has to do with the bankruptcy. I'm like this close to figuring it out. If you're a criminal, you tattle very easily, Clegg Dumpstool. I'm going to have to speak with you more closely at the headquarters. Will you come with us? Yeah, please do. I've been losing my mind trying to figure out what's going on. We talked to Gautron Warp yesterday. This is just such a big thing. It's been such an exciting study abroad for me. <laughs> I've had my finger in every mysterious pie this town has had to offer, and I've been crushing it so far, so I'm totally ready. Wow. This will be like my study abroad, but at the Royal Peacekeeping Force. You're really trying to uh, play our side, aren't you, Clegg Tumstall? I think we haven't seen that tactic before. Come with us. Maggie Lathy will go, oh my god! Okay. What tactic are you talking about? I'm trying to help you do your job. Oh, okay, Clegg. Do you need my? Do you need me to come with you? Or are, you, are you okay? I mean, if you want to, if you don't have anything else going on. <laughs> I guess I don't have anything else going on. Okay. And Maggie Lathy will come with you, and you'll go to the Royal Peacekeeping Headquarters. And as Arnold Dolesbury and Sarah Craw open the front door, looking around, we'll take a little tour of this place because we haven't been inside. It's a small, single-story stone police building and barracks. On the top level seems to be an office, but there's stairs leading down to a basement two-cell jail. Out front is a large metal sign with the name of the establishment proudly displayed across the top of the building, the words extending beyond the, the right edge of that building. Royal Peacekeeping Force Headquarters. And as you come inside in the office area, you notice three wanted posters hung on the walls. A new poster, fresh paper, missing, land spawned. And two old posters that seem to have been there for quite some time. One that says, the breeze top bombing, wanted, money boy. And another <laughs> that says, the missing chair, wanted, Colton Fisher. Oh, wow. This poster, though, is tattered and very, very old. Far older even than the breeze top bombing. And as you go inside, you see Jeremiah sitting casually on the bench in front. And you hear from down below, <laughs> You're not going to get me out of here! Hey, <laughs> let me out of here! Yeah! You hear Albert Pena screaming, and you also hear, Now I'm the mayor of this town! I shouldn't be locked up! I shouldn't be here! Seems like Gaudron Werp has also been taken in. As the police bring you all inside, they explain to you, Now here's how this is gonna work. We're gonna interrogate you all separately. No one else allowed in to hear your testimony. And if your stories all match up, well then we got nothing to worry about. But if your stories diverge, Let's just say it won't be a good thing for all of you. 
Mr. Officer Dulsberry, I do have one question. All right. At what point do you lick my balls? <laughs> Albert Penis, not going to get me to laugh to that. This is serious business. I'm serious. They're dry. I'm not licking your balls, Albert <laughs> Penis. Lick my nuts, you fucking pig. Can I beat him up now? He's in. Sarah goes, no, you can't. You can't hit him. But he's in jail. That's like a freebie. No, you can't. Digest you can't my him. bones with your extra strong stomach acid, you suckling pig. Can I, can I flick him on the forehead? No, you can't hit him at all. Don't hit him at all. What about our rights? Clegg is now mad. She fully realizes that they did, in fact, arrest her and she was, in fact, wrong. And now she's going to ask, what about our rights? What rights? You know, our rights to remain silent to an attorney, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, if you want to go down that way, fine. But it'd be easier for all of us if we just hash this out. Yes, I would like an attorney. Is there a Better Call Saul-style attorney that uh, lives in Chester's chair? Oh, boy. Now there's got to be. <laughs> <laughs> so you're all going to call for an attorney? Yep. I want Krog to represent me. Sure. <laughs> I'm down for a new character. <laughs> all right. Or Mr. Fish. Oh, Mr. Fish, uh, you can you call him, but he's unavailable. Oh, sure. <laughs> Krog will be your backup, Jeremiah. Albert, you're going to call a professional attorney. And Clegg, are you calling him for help? Maggie Lathy's standing right here. Or Yeah. Wait, is she in jail too? She followed along because she had nothing oh. better to do. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like how you're in the, if you're in the middle of the day and you're a sick kid and all you have to do is watch Judge Judy all day. It's kind of like the same <laughs> thing, but in real life. Albert, you recall a business card that you were handed once as you tried to push it out of this person's hands thinking, I don't want this shit. A, uh, a slimy lawyer named Dame Winslow Winters. <laughs> And Dame Winslow Winters will be... Do you just have, like, a spreadsheet and you roll a dice and pick a bunch of names? No, I just I just check the Rolodex of my brain for fun sound. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll ask Albert and Jeremiah first, please, to leave the table. Clegg, you're brought into an adjoining room. Actually, I said it's one room. You're brought out back to a room that you couldn't see from the exterior. <laughs> an interrogation room in the back of the building. A light is turned on. You're seated at a cold table. You look out at glass. And you, you assume this is one-way glass. Other folks on the other side. You sit in there with Sarah Craw and Miss Maggie Lathy by your side. Miss Maggie Lathy will say, I'm not an attorney, Clegg, but I, I'll help you. Miss Maggie Lathy, you are the smartest woman in this town. Yes, and this is an injustice being done to you, so let's get this over with. You have a Colnox education, and with that, you can do just about anything. And I'm really trusting you. Okay. <laughs> Sarah Crow will say, hi. Now. Hi. I just have a couple questions for hi, you. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Clegg. Where'd you get the money, Clegg? It literally appeared out of my doorstep. I was going to bring Miss Maggie Lathy, who is an adult, and we were going to go straight here to tell all of you, look at this crazy bag of money that appeared in front of my door. Why didn't you take it to the police as soon as you saw it? It's very heavy. It's too heavy for you. Yes, my mage hand can only carry up to 10 pounds. And my real hands can carry even less than that. You were never paid for planning the Queen's visit. Does that make you angry, Clang? So I also teach at the Towers Schoolhouse, and I'm not paid for that either. It's true, she's not paid for anything. I'm here on study abroad. Mm-hmm. So you're saying you're used to it. Yeah, I mean, I thought this was all a part of my study abroad project, that we help the mayor, we help the town, that I learn spells along the way. Yes, yeah, a bright-eyed student, aren't you? Gaudron Werp spoke to you after the debate yesterday, and he was even seen following you and your friends to that shop. Expletive curiosity. Expletive curiosity? I will not demean myself by speaking the name of that place. I'm sorry, I'm still new to this town, and I don't fully know the names of all of the businesses. I don't know which curiosity you're talking about. Penis curiosity, Clegg. <laughs> what did Gaudron Werp say to you? Gaudron Werp, that slimy bastard, he just said something so cryptic and so vague and then left, and he wasn't helpful at all. Even though I suggested that he let us help him to do the right thing. Mm -hmm. What did he say? So Gaudron Werp had this whole harebrained scheme that we were going to 
help him become mayor again, even though he was mean to me and never apologized to me and made a fool out of me, even though we worked so hard to ask him to fund things. And they even cast a light cantrip on me, so I was glowing. And they all made me do this big speech in front of him, and he barely gave us any funding at all. Did you get all that? That he was mean to me and that he still hasn't apologized? I've heard. I'm glad that it's reached even your ears. Yes, and that's all he said. Uh, no, he also said the police are looking into all of us here, which is so mysterious. He said that. He... he said the police are looking into all of us. Yeah. Interesting. Are you aware that only three people have keys to the vault of the town, and one of them is a close associate of yours? Who? Mayor Goudron Werp. Kyle. He's not a close associate of mine. I literally just told you he's mean to me and didn't apologize. I was going to read a list of three names. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Miss Noslin Newt. <laughs> That's a real woman. Don't laugh at her name. Who is that? Miss Noslin Newt. She's the administrator of the town. She does lots of administrative work. Oh, cool. We've never seen her. And Tile Boldfellow. Yeah. A known associate of yours. Yeah. Tile Boldfellow could have taken the money on your behalf. He seems to listen to all of you. You know Tile better than even all of us, and you know that he ran this town for years. Are you saying that he wouldn't betray the town? Of course not. He literally will cry if you look at him for too long. I don't know how you expect a guy like that to betray the whole town. One more question, Clegg. Penny Pouncer was seen at a bar with you on two separate occasions. How did Penny Pouncer come to town? Why has she stayed so long? Well, first she was Albert Penis's Airbnb guest. Um, Albert Penis let her live with him. He runs an Airbnb. It's all up to code. That's the building permit that we received for a pool house, but we'll, we'll check on that later. Hmm. Pool house, Airbnb, Penny Panther. We don't really know what her big deal is. She just showed up one day, and now she's throwing money at people. It's all very confusing. I don't really know where she is in the pools. Now she wants to be mayor. Where'd she get all that money? Why don't you ask her? Why don't you drag her in here like you dragged all of us in here? All right, here? that's enough, Clegg. Thank you very much for your time tonight. I'm only trying to help you do your job better. That's why I was brought to this town. Well, we'll see if your story holds up. Thank you very much. Miss Maggie, don't you have anything to say? My client is innocent, and the fact that you suggest otherwise is a travesty, Sarah. And Arnold, I know that you're looking through there. Oh, Arnold's looking through there. Clegg's going to flip him off. We're done here. And she'll take it, She'll pick her papers up off the desk only to slam them back down. Whew. High five, Clegg. High five, Miss Maggie. That was pretty good. That was some good big yelling you did. Let's go. I'm back. All right. Arnold Dolesbury grabs Albert Penis. This man's head is on my ass again. I'm not touching his ass. It's all over it. It didn't touch it. Pushes you through the back into a small interrogation room. You're seating at a cold table with a bright light hanging over you. It's just you, Arnold, and Dame Winslow Winters, a very tall, muscular woman. She wears a suit, and as she greets you, she says, Aha! Albert Penis, say no more. I will protect you with my life. I like the sound of that. Uh-huh. Arnold Dolesbury, my old foe. Hey, put him up, sir. Hey, we'll do. I'm just joking. It's a words that I fight with, not fists. Or Arnold goes, oh my, Albert. I thought you were annoying, but geez. Well, actually, Arnold, while we're discussing this, I have been giving some thought to our past interactions, and perhaps I've been a bit unfair to you, and I'd like to extend an olive branch. Thanks, Albert. That's That's really sweet. Give me one moment to unzip my pants and I'll have that olive branch for you. You son right of a there. bitch! I'm gonna. I do not touch my client, sir, or I'll have to. I hope you're writing you that out. down, Dame. That is aggression. That is threat of violence. Threat of violence, yes. That sounds like a crime. <laughs> <laughs> She'll sit you down. Arnold Dolesbury goes, okay, got a couple questions for you. Number one, Albert Penis. Yes, she did enjoy it. We've searched your home. We found a thousand gold pieces hidden in your trash. Here to explain. Why would a thousand gold pieces be in my trash? I keep all my money in the cash register, then I put it in the hold in Money Boy's house. Well, we found it, Albert. In fact, we have it here in our evidence room. Oh my god, that bag, that 
That was the bag that may or may not have been a turtle that I threw away this morning, assuming it was some sort of threat. Uh-huh. It appeared upon my doorstep as if some stork had dropped over some sort of evil baby. I see. Gaudron Warp was seen speaking to you after the debate yesterday. In fact, he returned to your little hidey hole, your little expletive curiosities, as we like to call it around expletive. here. Expletive. It's penis curiosity. Nah, I'm not going to take the Lord's name in vain, sir. Your Lord's name is Penis? <laughs> okay. Okay. You've outwitted me again, Albert Penis. Uh, Dame Winslow will say, hmm, a duel of wit and not a fist. That is how I exonerate our defendant. You're welcome, sir. You didn't, uh, you didn't say anything. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways. Albert Penis, uh, what did Gaudron Werp say to you? Well, um, I don't know if you've read the polls produced by my brand new daughter, but Gaudron Werp is doing quite poorly, and he rather shamefully approached us and uh, he begged us to throw the election for him. He begged us to give up and uh, endorse him and help him win, and we refused because we believe in our candidate, Tile Boldfellow Jr. I see. Did he say anything else? Well, we were curious about where the town's money had gone, and he had mentioned the police were looking into us. I see. The police were looking into us. Now, would you happen to know anything about the police looking into us? Yes, we were. That's why you're all here. Ah, I've fallen into my own trap. Ha <laughs> ha! Yes! And Sarah, like, knocks on the one-way glass. I got it. Okay, no celebrating. Sorry about that. Only three people in town have keys to the vault. One of them's a close associate of yours. Mayor Gaudron Werp. Nosla- I would call him a close associate. I'd call him a strange man. Yes, well, it was a list of three, and I haven't finished them. All right. Mayor Gaudron Werp, Noslin Newt. Noslin Newt is a name that I've never heard before, so if you deign to accuse me of being friends with someone so alliterative, I have you know that I do not know who that is. Noslin Newt works for the town. She does a lot of hard... She's the administrator. And... Look, I have no problem with bureaucracy. I'm just not familiar with its inner workings. You tell me... You show me a gear, and I'm not going to name it. I'm just glad that it's greased up. The final person with the key to the vault, Tile Boldfellow. Junior or senior? Junior. And also, neither. The only one. I don't know what you mean by that, but okay. Well, I can't imagine any reason Tyle would have to go steal the town's money. He loves the town. The reason that we pushed Tyle to become mayor is because he's basically been the mayor for three years with that piece of, well, piece of you, Galgen Werp, who was uh, running the town into the ground. Tile was the only thing keeping this town together, and the moment that he left is when it fell into ruin because he was a good boy. I see. Yes, he's weirdly bald for being that young, but I wouldn't put that against him. <laughs> Final question, Mr. Penis. Yes, she did enjoy it. How did Penny Pouncer come to town? She was seen in a bar with you on two separate occasions. Ah, Penny Pouncer. Well, she was staying in my Airbnb. What? You filed petitions for a pool house. Is that anything we should know about? My Airbnb is what I call my pool house because uh-huh. I do some cool tricks in there. And everybody goes, look at the air he's getting. B.O.B. What a <laughs> what a job he's doing. I see. Where'd she get the money? Which money? The money she's been throwing at everyone? Yes. She runs some sort of weird letter campaign where she writes people information and they send her back gold. Yes, I've heard of this. I don't understand it either. I don't either. It, no. it honestly makes me quite uncomfortable. Yeah, it's it's really weird. Well, Albert, okay. Seems we've only one more fool to interview. Aha, we've won our battle of wits. Very well done, Mr. Penis. <laughs> Albert Penis. Another feather in my cap, and I do have many. She'll take off her hat. It is literally full of feathers. Thank, thank you. That'll be a hundred gold pieces, sir. I have seven. I'll do it for two. I have... I should have said I had two. All right, yes, uh, two gold pieces it is. Ha-ha! <laughs> Another one off the hook. And you are whisked out of the room, and our third person is brought in. Well, 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 we meet again. Jeremiah, you and Krog are ushered into the back of the room. Small, cold table and a harsh light. You're face-to-face with Sarah Craw. You see one-way glass out of another room. It seems like Arnold Dolesbury is waiting behind there. Sarah Craw will gesture for you to sit. Uh, I'll I'll stand. Thank you. I've uh, I was supposed to be working today, and I normally stand all day on my little uh, crate. He's going to stand. Sorry, I'm so nervous. Oh God. 
<gasps> it's not a big deal. Yeah. Thanks, okay. Crow. All right. Weapons down. We're all right. We're all right. Oh, boy. Sorry, Grog. Not, no, no need to alarm anyone. Jeremiah, you can stand. That's fine. I just have a couple short questions for you. This shouldn't take too long. Number one. We found a bag inside your home. A thousand gold pieces. Care to explain where that came from? Krog, as my lawyer, what do you think the best response would be? Jeremiah, I think you didn't do anything. I would just tell the truth. Uh, so I'm just going to cast Zone of Truth on myself. Okay. And uh, I'm going to tell them the truth. I'm going to say, I woke up. I went to go start my day off at work. I saw the sack of gold in front of my door. I had no idea where it came from. And I kept wanted to keep it safe under my bed. So I would be able to deal with this after I've had my first cup of coffee. Right. How were you planning to deal with this? Bend it? Keep it? I needed some more information on Mayor Galdron Warp because I think he's trying to blackmail us. And I wanted to make sure that the police weren't in on his political theater to take us in as a prisoner. But it seems that you guys are, the fact that he's here, are working working as a actual third party. I need a glass of water! Gosh, please! And uh, someone will come in with a glass of water for coffee. <gasps> okay, okay. Next question. Galdron Warp was seen speaking to you after the debate yesterday. What did he have to say? Oh, Galdron Warp, he was trying to get us to throw the election, which we would never, ever do, especially because our to- our boy Tile has been running this town spick and span for years and years now. Did he say anything else? He said that the police were investigating us. I see. Are you aware that only three people have keys to the vault, one of whom is a close associate of yours, Mayor Galdron Warp? I would never call Galdron Warp a close associate of me. That man has run the city into the ground. Yeah, right. It's a list of three. I just need to read the whole list. Well, who are the other two? Mayor Galdron Werp, Noslin Newt, and Tile Boldfellow. <gasps> Who's Noslin Newt? Does no one know Noslin? She she works behind the scenes in the town. Like the, She's an administrator. I've never met this woman in my entire life. Where, what department does she work in? She's the only department. She's, she's the administrative minister. <laughs> she's the administrative minister of Chestershire. Well, I, I I know that Tile, he's been living with me for the past couple of weeks, so I know that he hasn't been able... Why are you convinced that Tile didn't steal the money? I know that Tile's not taking the money because he's staying in my barn, and if he was stealing money, he would not be staying in my barn. Final question. Oh, God! Finally! <gasps> Jeremiah, it's almost over. Final question. How did Penny Pouncer come to the town? Penny was seen at a bar with you on two separate occasions. She was Albert's Airbnb guest. Actually, we don't know. I don't know why she was there. And you don't know any more about her. I know that she's very wealthy, and I'm concerned as to where her wealth is coming from. All right, Jeremiah, that's it. Let's bring everybody back together. And you all are brought back into the main room in the police headquarters as Arnold Dolesbury and Sarah Craw stand menacingly in front of all of you. They look at each other, they've compared their notes, and Arnold Dolesbury will say, your stories all match exactly. Including, nobody knows Noslin Newt? <laughs> and everybody everybody cut me off before I could finish the three people with uh, have a key to the vault thing. Like, everybody in the same place. <laughs> Good job, guys. You actually all even told basically the same jokes. <laughs> it was it was Wait, you guys all wanted him to suck your dick <laughs> okay that's enough that's enough we've heard enough you all are clear you're free to go to be honest we thought it was a low chance that you were in on the the robbery here we more wanted to understand why you might be targeted why you might be set up why three people on the same day would be given a thousand gold pieces. Why an anonymous tip would come in just hours before those gold pieces were delivered. Is Mayor Galdron Warp, is he being let go as well? No. The mayor is staying with us. He was our suspect, number one suspect from the beginning. He has a reason to be stealing the money. Look at him, it's obvious. The thing that we don't know is why... The whole numbers. No, no, we, that doesn't matter. <laughs> the thing that we don't know is why he would steal the money. And where has the money gone? And after today, we still don't know those things. But we have a proposition we'd like to make, and it hurts me to say this. 
Sarah, please. We would like to deputize you all temporarily. What? To work with us and find whoever has done this. Clearly, they believe you to be a rival of some kind. They seem to also be after you. Otherwise, they wouldn't have set you up. I think if we work together, we can solve this mystery and put the right suspect behind bars. Does it come with a badge? Of course it comes with a badge. Can I see the badge? Yeah, she'll pull out uh, three awesome-looking badges. <gasps> their shields, and it's Arnold and Sarah, and they're leaning back-to-back against each other. Like, yeah. <laughs> Albert's going to take his badge mm-hmm. and look at it. I must say, you two, quite flattered you want me to join your uh, policing force. And then I'm going to throw the badge in the air and cast magic <laughs> missile. And I'm going <laughs> to shoot it in midair. Yeah. <laughs> it explodes above you. Yeah. The piece is showering all of you. But this is a community problem, and the community is going to solve it. And I'm going to smack my ass and walk away. Hell yeah. Jeremiah is going to say, I serve my community, and I serve Callum Vore, and I don't serve the police force. And he walks away. You guys were so mean to me. This was my idea to begin with, and now you're acting like it's your idea <laughs> when I told you during the investigation we would help. You know what? Go fuck yourselves and she'll walk out. Yo. At that moment, as the three of you all make it outside, Money Boy will burst in the door. He's dressed as uh, he's dressed as a sexy lady, and he goes, Ooh, I'm here for Arnold. And that is where we will end tonight's session. We will pick up with this mystery next time. Thank you, listeners, for listening. Thank you, players, for playing. Thank you, DMs, for DMing. If you like the show, check us out on smalltowndnd.com. Follow us on Instagram at smalltowndnd. We post reels, clips from the show, art, awesome stuff on there. And if you like the show, please tell your friends about it. That's the way we can grow. Next week is a very special episode. Next week is our Valentine's Day special. And I can reveal the name of that special right now. It is... The Chester's Chair Community Singles Mixer and Date Auction. Stay tuned for that next week. And until then, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye.